Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. Oh, it's so good. It's so good to start off the year this way and start off the year together Um, and what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to share a short um, encouragement that will lead us into communion um, that we'll take together Um, first off I hope everybody had a good Christmas good new year Um, anybody uh, saddest over Ah, a little bit we've got okay some kids in the room are sad that Christmas is over anybody a bit glad that it's over your decorations already down like it's never even happened okay <laughs> um, yeah got hands up all across the room um so my as I was reflecting on Christmas I think my favorite part of Christmas this year was the was the gift giving so as much as I love to receive presents of course that's great but it was the gift giving that I loved this year um because Christmas for me was really quiet so Christmas Day was me and my mum and my dad, um, but we savoured the silence knowing that the next day my nephews were going to descend upon us and it was going to be beautifully chaotic, which it was. It was amazing. But um, So my nephew Caleb is three um, and so he is, he is excited about presents. Like he understands um, what they are and he just assumes every present is for him. And um, my favourite part was just being able to give him something and watch his face light up um, as he he like it was he's got things that he's into like he's into spider-man and I, and like just giving him a spider-man mug and watching the excitement on his face was like the best thing um, but the thought that I want to share this morning is um, is about this thought of giving versus receiving giving versus receiving um, so we all know the saying don't we it's better to give than to receive we know that like Jesus himself is quoted as saying that science proves it and backs it up as well so in 2008 a study by Harvard Business um, Harvard Business School found out that giving money to someone actually lifted participants happiness more than spending it on themselves and actually studies have shown that giving to charity is neurologically similar to ingesting an addictive drug or finding out that you've won the lottery. I know. So um, every time that we say, oh, we get to give, like, you're welcome because it's like this amazing mood lifter. So um, there'll be a chance to be able to give at the end. But um, no, but there, it is better, it's better to give than to receive. We know that. So we know that our society, in our society, that's true. We know for our well-being, that's true. Yes, 100%. But I want to suggest that when it comes to our relationship with God, actually the opposite is true. Um, and that with Jesus, it's better to receive than it is to give. Um, and that's what I want to focus on today. See, if you're, if you're new to this concept of Christianity, if you're new to faith, then you might think and have this perception of Christianity that it's all about what you can do. It's about the way that you live. It's what you have to achieve, the things that you do or don't do. But actually, the amazing great news of the gospel is that it is nothing to do with what you do. And it has everything to do with what Jesus has already done for you. And that is the news, that is the message of the gospel. And time and time again throughout the Bible, we see how with Jesus is actually better to receive than it is to give. And Jesus elevates and encourages us to receive. We see it in stories like the well-known story of Mary and Martha. 
So we have Martha, who is this sister who was so distracted and so preoccupied with her giving that she was missing out on receiving what Jesus had for her. Whereas her sister was sat at the feet of Jesus receiving from him. And what Jesus did in that moment was he, he noted it, not just for Martha and Mary, but like for generations to come so that we could read it this morning and know that actually receiving is better than giving. So Jesus turns and he says um, to Martha, he says, Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted and I won't take this privilege from her. That's beautiful, isn't it? Jesus commends Mary's receiving in that moment. When Jesus sent out the 12 disciples to go to different towns and he empowered them and anointed them to go and do all sorts of things, he said this to them. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons freely. You have received, freely give. And Jesus demonstrates that there is power in receiving. Jesus demonstrated that actually receiving precedes any kind of giving that we do. The first we have to receive, then we are able to give. In John 16, Jesus says, Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. And so Jesus shows us that actually receiving is something that can help fulfill, complete our joy. And throughout the Bible, we see how God is so willing, so able, so ready, so desiring to be able to give to us, that he will supply all of our needs. We read that he will bless us abundantly. We read that he gives generously without finding fault, that if he didn't spare his own son, how will he not also give us all things? God is so willing to give to us, but... The problem is, often we can be really good at giving and not so good at receiving. And actually, we can be a bit preoccupied with giving and miss out on the receiving. And like Martha, sometimes I think we can be really good at giving to God. Like we're really like we're giving our time this morning. We've given up our Sunday morning. We can be really good at giving our time. We can be really good at giving our words. Like we've sung this morning. We can give worship. We can be really good at giving our money. Even we can be really good at giving our prayer, our promises, even our behaviours and our actions. And we can be great at giving, but we can have a really small capacity for receiving sometimes. I think. And um, the picture that comes to mind for me is a picture of like a funnel. Um, And this is what I felt God was like talking to me about for us today. Um, And if you imagine for a moment, all the things that God could possibly want to do in your life this year. Like imagine for a moment this increase, this provision. He wants to give new strength, new wisdom, new opportunities. Imagine for a moment this abundance and um, this open heaven that lies before each and every one of us. Like imagine for a moment that is who God is and what he wants to achieve. Sometimes um, this can be like our capacity to receive. And there is this open heaven above us. And God is so willing, so desiring, so able. And here we are with our expectation for 2022 and our readiness to receive from him in 2022 or our availability to him in 2022. And I think sometimes 
Um, there are all sorts of things that can affect this. And maybe you started off as a Christian years ago and your um, capacity to receive was huge and you expected God to answer prayer and you were available to him. Every time you went into work, you were expecting to be used by God or to speak to somebody or to see somebody saved. But then maybe over time, that room has just reduced and that capacity to receive has just reduced. It might be disappointment has done that. And disappointment has just reduced your capacity to receive. And you may be coming into 2022 with promises that are still unfulfilled, dreams that are still unfulfilled, prayers that are still unanswered. And actually that's limited your capacity to receive this year. Like it might be hurt and offence that has limited your capacity and your heart is just closed off because you don't want to get disappointed again. It might be that your experience has told you that actually that is safer than expecting a lot. (laughs) And today, like, we might have all sorts of reasons why our capacity can be small. It might be that you're not sure what you believe about this whole thing, so it's doubt or it's skepticism that means that you have a small capacity to receive. But I feel that this year, God wants to increase our capacity to receive from him. That in 2022, God wants us to expand our capacity to know him. He wants to increase our capacity to be able to experience his presence. That he wants to increase our capacity to be able to expect him to move in our lives. And I fully believe that for each and every one of us this year, that God wants to do so much in your life. Like he's so desiring and delights to be able to bless, to be able to give. He delights to be able to do that in our lives and I believe that God has got new mercies and new strengths for those that come into this year just feeling tired and exhausted like I believe that he's got new stories and new miracles for those that haven't had one in a long time like I believe that there's there are new people that are going to be in this room with us at the end of the year because of what God has done I believe that he's got new joy and new hope for people that are struggling with depression or with anxiety God wants to increase our capacity if God wants to do all of that this year for everything that he desires to do in us then church we need to get really good at receiving like I want to be so good at receiving I want to be so open I want my eyes to be open my heart to be open to receive and expect him to move in my life to move in my conversations to move when I'm at work or move when I'm shopping so that I can speak to somebody and he just changes them in a moment I want to be so ready to receive so We need to make room this year to receive his word. Make room to receive and hear his voice. Make room to hear his wisdom and his instruction in our lives. Make room to sense his presence, to expand our capacity to receive from him. And as we do, I believe that we'll see God do more than we could ask, dream, think or imagine in 2022. Um, In his letter to the Ephesians, Paul writes and prays a prayer that um, I think it has this kind of sense of expanding capacity. It has this sense of wanting to like pray for these group of Christians that they would increase in their ability to be able to perceive God and know God. Um, And I want to read this prayer for you um, and pray it over you as well. And this is what Paul writes. He says, I keep asking 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Anyone want to say amen to that? Amen. I received that. Um, and so that is, that's my prayer for you. That's my prayer for us as a church for this year, that our, the eyes of our heart would be enlightened that our capacity to receive from God would just be increased and expanded. And the great thing is about that prayer is that you can you can take that and what I've done for myself sometimes, where I felt my perspective becoming a bit small, I felt my heart becoming a little bit hard, I've taken that prayer and changed the words so that I can pray it over myself. And so really simply, you can do that this week. You can take that prayer. So it's Ephesians chapter 1. And you can change the words to say, God, I pray that you may give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that I may know you better. I pray that the eyes of my heart may be enlightened in order that I may know the hope to which you've called me. And you can take that prayer and turn it into one for yourself. And so my encouragement is really, really simple. Like church, let's make room to receive this year. Let's increase our capacity to receive all that God wants to do in us. And there are tons of ways that we can do that, whether it's through prayer, whether it's through spending time, turning your focus and attention towards him. Um, But a really, really simple way that we can all do that, I think a way that can help to increase our capacity is just gratitude and thankfulness. Because when we remember who God is and what he's done, it just increases our expectation for what he's going to do. And so a really simple way that you can just start to increase that capacity is just to express thankfulness, just to um, express gratefulness for who he is, for the little things that you see him doing in your life and the great huge miracles that he's already outworked for us. And if you, um, if you want to read like that whole chapter in Ephesians, it is amazing. And chapter one of Ephesians just talks about what Jesus has already done for us. So if you can't think of anything, then start there because that's a really good place and thankfulness will um, surely come from it. Um, But what we're going to do now is we're going to go into a time of communion and communion is a beautiful way to remember what Jesus has done and to thank him for what he has done and what we're going to do is we've got um, like 15 minutes left of our service and we're just going to create a bit of room now to receive Um, and so communion is this beautiful chance to remember what he's done and receive again the miracle of what Jesus did on the cross to receive again the fact that we have total forgiveness of sins because of what Jesus has done that we are made right and perfect and holy in God's sight we can remember as we eat that tiny little disgusting wafer we can remember the body of Jesus that was broken for us we can remember that he was broken for our healing and we can receive healing even this morning in Jesus name so as we eat that little wafer and drink that little bit of very potent juice then we can remember and receive again this morning receive again the promises of being made righteous in the eyes of God let's receive again what he's done so um, there's a little cup there should be a little um, pod under your chair if you haven't got one just pop your hand up and we've got people that can bring one to you 
So if you get your little pod, and what you have to do is peel the film on the top for the wafer, and then you've got the juice below. But whether it's by yourself or with the people next to you, let's just make a moment to make room to receive. Like let's, if you're with your family or with a friend, like let's just pray, thank God for what he's done this year. Maybe look at Ephesians and pull some stuff out of there. Let's take a moment now, just in your own time, just take communion and remember what Jesus has done for us.